Okay, next question, babe. Oh, it is the last question. Oh, the spicy yeah, question. it comes from Reddit. Oh, Reddit. Which subreddit? Relationship advice. Oh, this is a steaming pile of crap. Yes. Of, of crappy relationships. Yeah, the relationship advice is a shit show. Indeed. In okay. Itself, okay. So here's uh, here's the post. Ukrainian fiance used me and left me after two and a half years. I'm an American who had been in a relationship with my now ex-fiance, who is Ukrainian, for about two and a half years. About two times in the past year, I've had the luxury of saving up and being able to visit her there and spend time with her. Once for a week, another for a month and a half as an anniversary present. We had made So these are pretty short trips that he's taking there too. Ukraine. Well, I think a month, in a, a month and a half max. In a in a separate post in a different subreddit, he says that he has seen her in person six times. Okay. 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 So we had made plans to move in together before the war started. We were hashing out the best place we thought of in Europe. We decided Amsterdam was the best choice for us both. I had gone ahead and for the past nine months had been applying regularly daily for different jobs to move there. Fast forward to the war starting. Immediately I sprung into action and called my brother in the military to ask what my best options were, as well as reaching out to several immigration lawyers to see if we could get her here and we would get happily married. We had previously told immigration lawyers we were ready to take the next step but the visa process was so long and they didn't enact the ability for Ukrainians to come with sponsorships yet. Oh, yes. He's a sponsor. Mm-hmm. The best option at the time was stressful and intense, but it was to get her out of Ukraine and into Poland. I purchased an Airbnb for an indefinite amount of time there. Once Is that an option? Purchasing an Airbnb for an indefinite amount of time? Like, hey, Airbnb, just take all my money. Just take it all, Airbnb. I don't know. I don't remember. I was kicked off Airbnb a long time ago. So I, they, they, they must have new features now. Well, if he makes good money in America, John, I believe that he can afford to purchase Airbnb in Poland. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Although you imagine with all the refugees in Poland, the Airbnb prices have probably gone up like... By a lot. Uh, possibly. Yeah. Okay. So once she was there, she wanted to go somewhere less close to the war. So I thought, okay, I want her to get her mind. That's off. understandable, right? Mm -hmm. You yeah. want to, yeah, you want distance. I want her to get her mind off the craziness. And so I purchased her way and stay through Milan, Italy, Milan? Italy for yeah, four weeks. Yeah, the most expensive, most fashionable. Did you also like get her a Gucci uh, <laughs> gift card? You know, girls got to do some shopping while she's out there. Milan. Yeah. Four weeks, that equals a month. Indeed. So additionally, we then chose to move her to our would-be final location, Amsterdam. 
The moment she got there, she would barely ever message me and would be very blunt and never share anymore. Shocking. Immediately, I knew something was up, but I figured I'll ask and make sure everything was okay. She said yes, just stressed, trying to settle in. So I thought... She's busy. Sorry, Mm -hmm. so sorry, baby. I'm busy this week. Yes. So I thought not too much of it until another week came around and she was still not communicating with me. This had me worried. By the way, this is a guy in his late 20s. Okay, for a bit of context, yes. Yes. After about two weeks of her being there, I told her I needed to talk to her on the phone. That conversation was hell. She pretty much said she didn't love me anymore. And that if I wanted to blame it on anything, I could blame it on the long distance. I was devastated. I still contemplate you know you know what to this day. I went to visit my brother for a bit to clear my mind. About two weeks passed and it's my birthday. I had a very sad birthday and she barely spoke one word to me that day. The next thing that happened is where I drew the line. She was posting with another guy already on Instagram. From Amsterdam to Instagram. From Amsterdam to Instagram. (laughs) The day after my birthday. It was the worst day of my life. This ran me down a myriad of mental duress instantaneously. I didn't want to live. I didn't even want to breathe anymore. I wanted the nothingness. I thought, I'm not good enough. Did she really ever love me? She used me and my family. I have a therapist and psychologist I talked to to help me out of these daily pits of despair. I'm still battling with my demons. Something to note is that I checked myself in the last three months for STIs Mm -hmm. after I got back from her. And I was clear. I was worried because about a year previously, she had told me that she did a test and came back positive for an STI. Wait, what? I was shocked. I immediately apologized for some reason. I yes, thought it was my fault. you should always apologize, bro. No matter what, apolo- it's always your fault, no matter what. Mm-hmm. I thought it was my fault. I had been in a relationship previously where the woman gave me something and lied about it to me for months. And then I had to go to a doctor and get medication. So I know I'm clear. My only reasonable deduction is she had to have been cheating on me. Do this day, to this day, I blocked her and haven't messaged her since the last one I said. It pertained to something along the lines of, you used me. And you never truly loved me, along with, I hope you enjoy your time in the city we planned our future in together. To this day, she used me for over $10,000 to get herself into my favorite city, where we planned our future life and kids together, and then immediately tossed me out like trash and has a new guy already. I can't help but think that I did not try hard enough to keep my relationship she seemed to think so, and COVID made it hell to try to see each other. Whoa. So, this is why I wrote my book, 
Don't stick your dick in a blender, how to meet a nice girl instead from a tantric husband with a better sex life than you. And this is why one of the best chapters of that book is my chapter, real deep dive chapter on uh, dating and marrying exotic foreign women. Because uh, my book is obviously in English, so most of the readers are going to be uh, American, British, Canadian, Australian guys. A couple of those German guys also. And a lot of these guys are interested in escaping the increasingly shitholy, uh, quote-unquote, first world Western countries and going to places like like. Ukraine or possibly uh, Colombia, Philippines, and meeting women that are a bit more traditional. But, but there are a bunch of pitfalls to this. The, this dating abroad thing, trying to make a multicultural relationship like that work, it is a minefield. Uh, there's a lot of ways to go wrong. And this guy in particular made mistakes on a bunch of different levels. And he was quite naive on a lot of things. What, what kind of mistakes do you think he made from your perspective? Well, first of all, he invested way too much financially. Yes. Yeah. I'd be willing to bet that he met her online. Yeah. And then he probably sent her money before he ever met her. That's possible. And then he flew all the way out there to Ukraine to see her, spending uh, spending all this money. And so he assumes that him spending all this money, he, he kind of assumes that that is making him more attractive to her. Uh, because, well, she can see that I have the financial means to do all this traveling and come see her. And so, you know, hey, I'd make a good long-term partner. And he's not totally incorrect about that. That does make him attractive to her, but it makes him attractive to her as a provider male, as a guy who's going to do a lot of providing. He is putting himself in a box in her psychological understanding of the uh, male species that is going to be very, that's going to be impossible for him to get out of. And guys that are in that provider male box, they get treated the way that he get that he got treated. What are the mistakes do you think he made? Well, sounds like she never actually was in love with him. Possibly. He was way too naive. He probably bought her a ton, a ton of gifts, mm -hmm. which is a major mistake. Mm -hmm. And he probably didn't invest emotionally enough. Yeah, and he was not really, he was not investing enough time either. No, but he could, you know, pay for her Airbnb in Milan for a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... If you're, gents, if you're going to do the trying to date women abroad or trying to get a foreign bride, 
if you're gonna do that thing, you need to actually spend some time with her. I mean, you're considering making this woman your partner in life. So you need to, you need to spend more than a month and a half hanging out with her. I mean, a month and a half, uh, in, uh, in a new country is that's barely, that's just barely enough time to get into kind of a regular cycle of life together where like maybe in the course of spending a month and a half together, maybe you'll, maybe you'll get to do a laundry together. Like once, uh, you'll have like, that's just enough time to like do a lot of party, like to have a lot of sex and do like some partying together and some going out to like a exotic, uh, going out to fancy restaurants and going and doing fun stuff. That is not nearly enough time to get into some of the mundane, uh, banal and even challenging things in life. And then see if you two can be a team facing these sorts of things in life. Well, so I think, John, that um, he was probably that head over heels you know, in love with her just because of the sex and the way yeah. she looks. Yeah. He doesn't actually comment on her looks. I mean, I guess, I don't know. I'm assuming like she, that uh, she was good looking because most Ukrainian women are pretty good looking. Uh, I assume that since she he's in his late 20s, she's in her early 20s. Yeah, I think that's a fair assumption. So... Yes, we can assume that she was better looking than the local women in his state. Certainly, yeah. Yeah, that's what we can assume. Yeah. And I don't think he took the time to get to know her better. He probably only knew her pretty much on a physical level. Yeah, and then they were probably also doing a lot of Skyping. So... There's kind of the chance with the Skyping. I mean, you can achieve or some text messaging, John. Probably text, a lot of text texting. messaging too. You can achieve some emotional intimacy via Skype. You could have like deep conversations about, but it's just not the same. It's not the same as actually spending time together. So yeah, if you're if you're Guys make this mistake where they're like, okay, I'm going to get a job. I'm going to work really hard in my job and make a bunch of, make a bunch, save up two or three thousand dollars so that I can go and fly out and go and see some woman that I'm talking to halfway around the world. But then, but they're shooting themselves in the foot because they're not spent, they're not actually sp spending enough time there. What I did was, what I did was totally different was that I was a digital nomad. And so I, um, I made less money, but I had the freedom with my time and I had the freedom, you know, to come here and for us to spend, uh, what, how long were we dating before we got married? Year, year and a half? A year and a half, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was able to spend a whole year and a half, really get to know you uh, and properly evaluate you. Same here. And it, and if you're, yeah, if you're, if you're just working your ass off and saving up money so that you can go and spend uh, four weeks of, uh, of sex and dining out at restaurants with some lady halfway around the world, you're you're really not getting to know her, and so. Um, but you would be madly infatuated, and you would think 
Yeah. That you loved her. Yeah. It's it's a recipe for that intoxication of the hormones, right? Yeah, but it's just the sex and her looks. As soon as that fades, you will come down to earth. Yeah. And you will see all of the person's uh, shortcomings. Yeah. So, okay. And then the other thing that I was taught, that I was telling you about was... Okay, so there was a... St I'm going to find the name of this story. I'll link this below. There was an event that occurred in World War II, okay, during wartime, where the United States had captured a bunch of Nazis in the war, okay, like Nazi soldiers. And then we moved those Nazi soldiers over to the United States because they were they were captured soldiers and you got to keep POW somewhere. So they, they kept them like somewhere nearby some kind of like farming community or someplace like that in the US. And then they had the Nazis um, basically, I think they had them do like farming stuff, you know, cause you gotta have POWs do something. So they kind of like enslaved them and made them like help, help out the community with their farming. Mm -hmm. And then what happened is the local American women started sleeping with the Nazis. They started sleeping with the Nazi, with the enemy, which is kind of, that's kind of wild. Um, but this is a pretty, this is a well understood, um, factor of female psychology, which is that in wartime, women have a loyalty switch that gets switched off because of, um, history, because for thousands and thousands and thousands of years throughout history, whenever there was a major war happening, Women needed to, for the purposes of their own survival, women needed to be able to rapidly switch their loyalties. Because if you were a woman and your tribe was taken over by another tribe of men and they killed your husband and they killed your brothers and your fathers, mm -hmm. if you didn't submit to one of those men from the other tribe that came in, if you didn't submit, then you would be immediately killed off also. So the genes that have survived into modernity are the genes of women that made a really, really difficult decision. And so this guy was especially naive to, during wartime, especially if, if his woman's country is invaded, he should have been there right by her side. He should have, he should have taken however much money he had and flown right out there to go and see her. And then, cause, and he did, he did rescue her, right? He, he got her out of Ukraine into, into Poland and then into, into Milan. So he did rescue her, but it's, it's a real damn shame because what he could have done was he could have dropped all of his stuff. He probably has some job that he thinks is very important. He should have he should have dropped his job and his his life there wherever he is in America I think and flown out there and rescued her and then gone with her to Amsterdam or wherever and then in her mind she would have had this cinematic romantic um narrative of him flying out and rescuing her from this terrible war right but that's not what he did. All he did was send her, was send her money 
so that she could be safe and so that she could go and live um, in these uh, rather fabulous cities all on her own. And so while she is out of the way of harm at this point, she got into Poland and then uh, Italy and then uh, Amsterdam, she's not in danger of the war anymore, but she is still watching things on TV every day about the war. And she's hearing from her friends and family about the war every day. So she is still in a psychological state of war. So of course her loyalty to him goes right out the window. I mean, she, a lot of people reading this would assume that this is like, that she's some awful slut. And maybe she was, but maybe she wasn't because- Yeah, but she cheated on Kim Jong with the STI episode remember that's a little bit unclear as to whether that was an sti that she may have had previously to their relationship but that was that was also a red flag that he just kind of sped past was her getting yeah her getting an sti um or having like if you're dating someone and they had an sti from a previous relationship that should if you're considering marrying the person, that would be a thing where you'd want to figure out a little bit of like what what happened there? How how why did you get an STI? Why did that relationship fail? Why did you choose a person a person like that? But um, okay, what else was in here? Yeah, and the other thing absurd too is how much money he was spending Milan and Amsterdam. It's an indefinite Airbnb. An indefinite Airbnb. What he should have done was he should have he he should have uh, he probably saved he saved up a lot of money that he spent. Obviously, he said ten thousand dollars here. He should have gone out there with her and then gone to stay in a less expensive country, like uh, Milan and Amsterdam. Like go and look up the Airbnbs there. These, those, those are like hundred dollar a day Airbnbs in those kind of cities. Like, he could have tried Slovakia. Yeah, it could have, or, or here in Bulgaria where it's safe, or he could have, he could have found some. <laughs> this is, if this guy was a little bit more red pilled, this is what he would do. He'd look up, he'd look up cities, he'd look up a list of cities in Europe. And he'd order the cities by the cities that have the most pensioners in them. He'd order the cities by what cities have like the most old, boring old people in them with like zero nightlife and like, uh, and like not, not very much like fun things to do in the city. And then like figured out what was like the most boring city that was very affordable to live in in Europe and then been like, Hey, babe, I've got you an Airbnb for the next six months. I figured out where you're going to live and you're going to be perfectly safe. Well, she would have said, but I don't want to go there because it's so boring. Right. But then she wouldn't have cheated because he's sending her, he's sending her to like these like cities that are like major hookup cities. <laughs> so what is he expecting? He should have sent her to like a city with a bunch of old pensioners and like, where, yeah, where the most fun she would have is talking to him on Skype. I'm pretty sure, John, that she picked out Milan for herself. Ah, uh, yeah, I bet. 
I bet you're right. I, I bet you're right. I promise you, it wasn't his suggestion. It was her suggestion. He probably asked her, hey, where in Europe do you want to go? And she was like, uh, Milan? Yeah. Why not? Maybe, maybe it was, you know, a dispute between Milan and Paris. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Another, another fabulous or Barcelona. Barcelona. Barcelona, Barcelona was probably and in London. Probably in the running too. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah. And he was like, Well, I think that, you know, um Italians are the, the safest the safest option. <laughs> <laughs> so gents, please at least read the chapter in my book about dating uh foreign women before you spend a lot of time and money trying to do it and likely getting screwed over royally like this guy did. Because um, in my book, I break down with a bunch of different case studies and data, I break down all these different things that men are often naive about, especially when it comes to doing their dating and marrying abroad. and then you can anticipate, you know, having a lovely marriage more like we have and less like this guy that just lost two and a half years of his life and $10,000.